Sans Pants Radio, Australia's happiest podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Dimorellis. Uh, this is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. On the show today, we have Sans Pants regular Tom Reed. How you doing, Tom? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. I'm feeling great. Fantastic. I'm in a room with another person. How nice is this? <laughs> if you're that kind of person. For me, not a huge fan. Oh. But, uh, no, no, nothing, nothing against you. Yeah. That, that sounded like I was being mean to you. Yeah. If I was going to be stuck in a room with another person, you would definitely be top, <laughs> top 15. Top, no, I'm being realistic here. Okay. Let's say top 10. You know, that's oh, that's all right. No, top I'll, 15. A couple of top no, 10. Know, top yeah. 15. I, I know there are others ahead of me. That's fine. I know, like, no, I'm not saying ahead, but I'm just saying is an equal. You know, I'm not going to go and label. I mean, if it's a top ten, like one to, you know, what? What, number one, someone like there's an order. No, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> you saying have a top ten realm- where everything is equal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> any of them are interchangeable within that top ten. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can't group any one of them, especially you know, it could be on the day, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have a number one? Person, yeah. Uh, phew, I have That's a no. I don't know. That's it's a big. Do you have a girlfriend? I do. Oh well, that's Should brutal, be her, already, right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> no, absolutely. Abs- no, well, no, it's way too late. Way, way too late now. Ah, <laughs> uh, this coffee hasn't hit yet. That's why. That's the excuse I'm going to go with. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're telling her later. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's just, like we can rank. Yeah, totally. I know what my number one is. Not her. <laughs> It's a great start. It's another me. It's another you. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. It's a juicy start. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, no that's worries. all right. No but yes, and also, so Tom, for anyone uh, who's not on the network, you've got a whole bunch of shows. Um, yes. Got, what, what, what are they? Which uh, are, I Haggard's do Footy. Haggard's Footy, um, which is a footy show, obviously. Uh, Scaredy Boys, um, which is me and a couple of friends who hate horror movies, force ourselves to watch horror movies, which is fucking unpleasant. Um, I've... Do some stuff on D&Ds for nerds from time to time. Bits and pieces here and there. Yes. Nice. That's it, really. Yeah. It's me. I'm just on stuff. Just around. Just on stuff, hanging around. Now. Yeah. Looks same. We're all, <laughs> <laughs> we're all on stuff, hanging around, basically. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff is earth and the hanging around is life. Mm. Um, something like that. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Sounds good, though. Yeah. So, let's get started on this bad boy. Yes. Your favourite book is... Uh, if on a Winter's Night, A Traveller by... Now, this is the first time I'm saying his name out loud. Italo Calvino, I want to say. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Italo Calvino? Probably pronounced with, a, like, an Italian accent because it's an it, he's Italian. Italian <laughs> and I'm just pronouncing it like, oh, yeah, Italo Calvino. You know, like, I'll oh, have a tortellini, please. And sometimes um, it's actually maybe better than actually, like, fake... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. not going to do that. I've, I've, I've got a friend who's Italian, and she like will pronounce things like properly. And oh, I'm really? Like, well, because she's like, and she'll often like interchange like words when she's having a conversation. Oh, so she's and, proper Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's and, not like some second generation Italian. No, 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 like, no. My no, grandparents like, are. I love the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. But I just sound like the biggest bogan. Like, I oh, yeah, like she'll be having some prosciutto. I'm like, oh, prosciutto, yeah. Anyway, uh, If on a Windows Night by Italo Calvino is my yeah. favourite book. That's a, I mean, it's it's a big choice, firstly. Uh, I, I, I read it a long time ago. Yes. How many times have you read it? I've read it four times. Jesus, okay. Yeah. Right, okay, that's it's, good. Authority on it, I like that. Well, I wouldn't say I'm an authority on it. It's a weird one. So, like, when I was going to do this and picking the book, on, on my phone I have a note, like a note app on my phone, of 10 books that if anyone's ever like, hey, because look, 
I love books. I love reading. I read a lot. Literally, as we sat down to do this, I got an email from the library to tell them me that a book that I had ordered had just come in. So I'm going to go pick that up on the way home. So adorable. <laughs> um, and using a library as well. It's a nice oh, thing. I, I, fuck, I've got like five library cards for like everywhere that I've lived. I love really? Oh, mate, the library's the... The library is the best thing in the world because, George, the books are free and you can just take them home. You got to bring them back, but like they just let you take <laughs> them. Lucky added that in. You know, you, you should take bring them back. But like libraries are the best. Anyone who's like, oh, no, nah, I like buy, like I, I like buying books and I like owning books. But if there's a book that I'm like not 100% sure about and I'm like, oh, I'll see how I go with this. I'll get it from the library. And then if I really like it, I might then go back and, and buy it and have a copy of it for myself. All right, and, and it's a lovely space. Oh, it's fine. just it's You just walk good. in there, you're like, this is just... This is nice. I'd love it. I could spend hours in a library just looking, walking up and down shelves, just getting excited. It's, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> I have no life. <laughs> Again, girlfriend, but yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Nah. Well, the number one person in my life is the library. It's a building. Now we're um, the librarian. Yeah, so the library's first, then her, then, you know, yeah, yeah. the Geelong Football Club. No, so yeah, I have this list in my phone of 10 books. So if anyone ever is like, hey, Tom, can you recommend me a book? I recommend one of those 10. Oh, so the, that doesn't necessarily mean it's your favorite book. Well, they're books that I love and yeah. I love to recommend. If okay. on a Winter's Night is not in that list. Yeah, I was going to say. It sits outside of it because what I – so I've owned so many copies of this book and I constantly buy new ones because I give it away because uh, people are like, oh, what's a good book to read? And I'll be like, oh, one of these. Or if they're like, oh, what's a, really, like, what's, what's a really great book? And I'm like, oh, this. J- take it. Have it. Yeah. I bought three copies recently and I've only got one left because I, I know that I'm going to give it away. Yeah, yeah. And a big part of giving, like, you, you very rarely get books back. Well, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to, like, with that book, some books I'm like, oh, I'll give it to someone and I'll, they'll, like, like, borrowing it. But if I'm giving that to someone, it's, that is now yours. Really? Like, you can have oh. that if on a winter's night. It's just, I don't know. I like, I give it away as gifts. <laughs> like, if I have to buy a gift for someone. Uh, Let's go to the library and borrow it, but you just take it. Yeah, just just take it, but give it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a reverse library, but just for that book. All other books. I've, I've got friends who I've, like, lent books to, and I was around at one of their houses recently, and I was looking at his bookshelf, and I was like, oh, I've got that, and I've got that. And he's like, yeah, that whole shelf is you. Like, there's, like, nine books, and you put them on a specific shelf. He's like, all nine of those books are yours. Whenever you want them back, just come and grab them. But he's like, I've put them on their own shelf. So that I know that they're yours. That's wild. Yeah. So that's a yeah. I'm a lot of rent l- lending out. Maybe what I'm it, a library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You become the thing you love. Yeah. Uh, but what are the what's a, okay? I'm gonna have to kind of ask. A few of the books on that list. Uh, on the list, the recommended uh, one. So there's uh, Crooked Little Vein by Warren Ellis, uh, which is like a detective thing that's cooked. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book called Lexicon by Max Barry, who's Australian, which is really cool. A book called Before the Fall, which is by the guy who wrote Fargo, the TV series, Noah Hawley. I lent that to Zamet and he read it and enjoyed it. House of Leaves, which is like a – that was I was nearly going to pick that actually for this, but like that book is hectic. It's a haunted house story told through an academic thesis on a found footage film about the people living in the haunted house. The academic thesis is published posthumously and it's yeah. got footnotes by the guy who found the printed thesis in the dead guy's apartment who went inside. Like, it's it's really dense. It's good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay, but just like that's a lot and hilariously relevant. So that was going to be potentially, was that House of... House of Leaves. House I was thinking about maybe picking that one and then I was like, no, nah, it's got to be a fun winter's night because... I always come back to it and it's, I love it and baby, I give it yeah. away and yeah, it's good. So I guess uh, for people listening, if you don't know if on a winter's night, do you want to give a summary or do you want me to? You can... I can try. Go on. Yeah, and then no, You exactly. should have a crack too. We should both give a summary because I think that's what Calvino would have wanted. 
two people giving the same a different summary of the same book is very on brand for this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, it's the chapters alternate, but effectively, the main character in this story is you. It is written in second person. You are the reader, uh, and it is basically about your quest to find a book to read, uh, which is "If on a Winter's Night: A Traveler" by Italo Calvino. You get the book. You read the first chapter, it is fantastic, it's really exciting. You turn to the next chapter and it's just the first chapter reprinted again. So you go back to the, the bookshop, you're like, hey, there was an issue with my copy of this book. The guy's like, that's actually not even If on a Winter's Night a Traveller, that's a different book. Here's, and you're like, hang on a minute, that's a different book? All right, well, can I have the actual proper version of If on a Winter's Night? And also whatever that book is, because that was really exciting. So you leave the bookstore with this second book and you start reading that and you finish the first chapter and then the rest of the book is blank. So you go back and he's like, actually, that's the wrong. And it just continues and it, the whole book is broken up of uh, alternating chapters of the reader looking for a book. Uh, if on a Winter's Night a Traveller. If on a Winter's Night a Traveller, plus all of the other books that they mistakenly end up reading instead. And it's always just the first chapter. Something yeah. happens, it's like the first chapter and then the book's missing or the manuscript's destroyed or you get interrupted and you lose it. Yeah, It's... It's it's fantastic. <laughs> How was that? I mean, that was great. That's uh, yeah. I mean, I can't really add. I, I read it years ago, and I actually kind of want to reread it because I uh... give you my copy. You can have it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stop giving it away. To them. All right, hold on to one. No, it's actually beautiful. I love sharing that stuff around. But yeah, like I remember the 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 different story. Uh, yeah, you keep starting a new book yep. every time, and every you, time where it's like. It's saying you, you, you yep. sit down to start reading this, whatever. It, yep. you, what's the first, is the first line like you're sitting the, down the to first, read? The first thing is like you're about to start reading If on Winter's Night by Italo Calvino. Make sure you are comfortable. And then yeah. it's like describing the different ways you could be comfortable. Uh, and then, so one of the things that it is about halfway, th- uh, second or third chapter when you're in the bookshop going back again, there's another reader there, this uh, woman who is going through the same trouble that you're doing. So you team up together to try to solve this mystery. And then about halfway through, the you just turns to her. Like the you becomes yeah. her and the you that you were originally is now this other reader who is a male that you met in a bookshop. Mm. And for a while it does that and then it swaps back again. It's, um, it's fucking great. You, the other thing I love about it is you're reading it and by the end of the book, because it's, it's second person, you fall in love with this other like the premise is that you, the reader, falls in love with this other reader over your shared bond of these books. Mm. You actually do because it's it's written in second person. Ah, it's just a fucking lovely time. It's trippy though. It's <laughs> like it's because you fell in love with them, <laughs> mate. It's absolutely, you read and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I yeah, do. I, do. I fucking yeah. I do feel warm feelings I, to this. hundred percent. It ends. You're in, you're married in a bed together. Ah, oh, it's fucking beautiful. Ah, that's uh, <laughs> so beautiful. It is it's so nice. It's great. Does your does your girlfriend read? Uh she does. I've n- not given her uh, this book to read she likes really? reading short stories um she has a she had this great thing we we're talking about like things we like to read and she was like i like reading short stories because it's like a bag of grapes right if you get a shit grape it's okay because there'll be a nut you can just grab it on the grape and it might it might be good with the short short stories you'll be reading a short story oh that one was shit but the next one could be really good yeah i like that i really like that attitude towards it it's like but also you know you could read a longer Oh, absolutely, um, and and like she does, she's got she's got heaps of books, but she yeah really likes short stories. I'm, I've I've been trying to get actually a bit more onto short stories for uh, recently. Well, look, if you want to, Calvino loves writing weird stuff because I I found this book because when I was at first year uni, we were studying a collection of short stories he'd written called Cosmic Comics, which is basically a bunch of short stories from the perspective of like an alien or an an in like a non human. 
entity of some kind that's like infinite talks about how it falls in love with the moon and like it's like it's like it talks about how it like loves mathematical equations and they're these really weird short stories and i read them and then they were talking like the lecturer or tutor or whatever was talking about like other works by him and how they're all these kind of esoteric things and then they were talking about if on a winter's night i was like i should read that and i read it and i was like fuck this is good yeah it's it's this is the shit that i love <laughs> it's so like it's postmodern, i guess oh yeah me- it, meta very. i guess and like well, he's literally a character in his own story. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. book is all about how like he's literally done that thing that um I can't remember what one it is, but Vonnegut does it in something where he puts himself as an author in his own story world. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is like when it's talking about how excited you were about this book because you'd read other works of his and they're all really good. <laughs> like it's he's doing a bit of a humble brag like in his that. own book. Yeah, yeah. You gotta respect well, it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, George said as he spoke about his other fantastic podcasts with his good pal Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's, 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 why not? <laughs> but I thought I would really want to say like that idiot George. <laughs> it's good. It's positive yeah, thinking. It's, it's, a, it's a look. It's not but, well, actually just for a second. So yeah. What did you study? Um, so well, so interestingly, that was I. I did uh, six months of a Bachelor of Arts at Melbourne Uni, and I hated it. I was okay. fucking miserable. I dropped out at the end of the six months. But like it's, it's Bachelor of Arts is kind of anything, isn't it? Well, yeah, I just like I kind of gone there because I got a decent enough score to be like oh, I could go and study there. And they were doing I wanted to do create I wanted to do creative writing, and they had that as part of their arts thing. And I was like, cool, I can follow that all the way through, great. But I I just got like just was super unhappy there. Like I've just I enjoyed some of the subjects I was doing. So many other stuff I hated. I hated the entire culture of it. Yeah, I, I recently watched um, Normal People, the TV series based on the book. Um, and there's like a anyone who's watched it or read it, there is a part where the main guy go, goes to university, goes to uh, whatever the big – what's the big one in Oxford? Ireland? Oh, no. Trinity. Trinity, yeah. Goes to Trinity. Um, and he has like – there's an episode dedicated to like his first few weeks at Trinity. I was watching that like just having like – I felt awful watching that. I was like, that is exactly the experience that I had. And that was 10 years ago. And to it's, still have such a the gut vis- reaction. Oh, like wow. the anxiety of it, of just like going from, I guess it was like, I literally went from school to university. I just, and it just, I wasn't ready for it. Right. I hated it. Yeah, Trinity, uh, I actually went and visited when I was in Ireland. Yeah. Because it's one of the big things to do in Dublin. And it is so overrun with uh, tourists, which I was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could only like, dunking on yourself. Yeah, but like, as in, if you're studying there, it would be such a drainer. Like, as yeah. in, that's the like, it'd just be crammed with all these tourists, like packed, walking yeah. around everywhere. And like, I'm such a cliche tourist. Sometimes I will happily admit that uh, there's nothing wrong with love, that. Though. Love that. Like, if so you're I'm going like, to another country or going on a holiday or going to explore somewhere, then embrace that. Like, don't be like, oh, fuck you. I'm, I'm not going to the Eiffel Tower while I'm in France because uh, everyone does. Well, fuck, you're in France. Go look at the fucking Eiffel exactly. Tower. You dead shit. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I'm exactly with you. Best guest ever. No, I because like even there, I was like, oh, I want to go to get. It doesn't do anything. Where Oscar Wilde like studied his yeah. room. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go check yeah, that absolutely. out. Absolutely, there it is. There, and I'm like, there's probably some guy staying in there. <laughs> some guys like, oh, to put up with people. I'm every trying to, day. I'm trying to do my math homework. Like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I dropped out of that. Uh, didn't sort of do anything, and then used the work that I had done in creative writing while at Melbourne Uni to put a folio together and applied for uh, creative writing at RMIT, which is then what I did. So then I went and studied. Creative writing, RMIT, majoring uh, screenwriting. It was weird. So we had to pick a major and I, based on the units that we had to 
that were like compulsory for our course and then looking at the like the number of units I did in film and then the number of units I did in other subjects, I effectively did a double major in screenwriting and philosophy, which is maybe the most pointless degree in the history of all time. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I just because the last the last uh, just two weeks ago I had another person on who did a who majored in philosophy. He was doing a doctor and then he was doing philosophy as well. Oh wow! So he was talking all about philosophy and stuff. We went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. So you're a bit of a philosophy fan yourself? Well, so just to clarify, it wasn't intentional. It was like some of these units we had to <laughs> that do makes it way better. And I got to the end of it and I was like, these were all like so most of them were compulsory units. Um, mm. And there was like a few other ones that I did here and there that kind of tied into it. So like I did one on like myths, which was part of the philosophy thing and but yeah I ended up doing the same amount of film units as I did philosophy units at the end of that degree and I was like huh wow <laughs> that was a pointless uh, double major yeah, there yeah. yeah but um look the things that I got out of my time at Melbourne Uni despite the fact that you know I had a terrible time was that I was able to create a folio to go to another university and do the degree I actually wanted to do um and I found this book yeah so, oh, wow. you know, that's two, two good things. Two, I mean, if you found your favorite book from it, that's a pretty, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It, I would want to get something I've, cause I had it. It was shit. <laughs> otherwise. Just sucked oh, everything else it was so that. bad. Like I just, yeah, I was, I'd, I'd go there and like would just walk around the university to not like to avoid going to class. Cause I was like, I can't sit in that classroom. Which, I, cause everyone in there you just didn't like. Well, no, it wasn't even the people. I didn't like the necessarily the, the things I was doing. I felt so out of my depth and like a lot of it was self-inflicted. Like if at any point I had have gone like to the counselors or to someone at the university, be like, Hey, I'm not doing so crash hot. I don't know. Like I couldn't work out how the Wi-Fi worked. And like, they're like, just go talk to someone in the library. And like that filled me with such like paralyzing anxiety. I love libraries. I couldn't go to the library, George. (laughs) The library was not the same place I wanted it to be. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I just, Hated. I'd go there. I'd go to like the student lounge and just the only the only two classes that I like actively went to were the creative writing class that I had and like a lit class that I had. I just avoided going to all the other classes after a while because it was just no good. Yeah. I used to get so I, I I'm from Geelong, so I get on the train. I catch a train up to uni every day. Not every day, but on yeah days on where I had classes. Oh, there was like if there was a delay, I'd miss a class, and they'd be like, "Well, that's a transport delay is not an excuse." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it is because it's an hour, <laughs> and if it." fucks up at that and there's no so there was a times like that that sort of turned me off it but what i would sometimes do is i had a, a friend who was going to uni somewhere else so i'd catch the train out to where his uni was and i'd he'd be doing like work and i'd just like hang out with him read a book or like do an assignment at his uni instead of going to the classes that i should have been going to because i just couldn't just just because like the it just wasn't for you like it it, yeah it just wasn't for me i think i had the idea of what i thought it would be and it just wasn't that. Is that the only issue you reckon, or like because uh, you because obviously gone from school to uni and from Geelong to this big city? <laughs> Did that have an impact? I don't uh, know. I'm I, just. I, I think yeah. There's probably a lot of factors. Like I think there was, I, I you know I could have changed what I was doing. It was a little bit self inflicted, but I was yeah. just totally bound up in my own head and whatever. But so also dramatic. yeah, I think going from school straight to university, just different challenges, different support network in place. I was commuting a lot and I was working and had fuck all money and was just like, I'd go to uni, I'd get up, I'd have a coffee for breakfast and then wouldn't eat until I got back home for dinner. 
Mm-hmm. I was like tiny. <laughs> like I weighed 70 something kilos and like I'm I'm six foot. Like I'm yeah. a biggish dude. I should weigh more than that. Oh, bro, intermittent fasting. You were just a <laughs> yeah, I'm a head pioneer. Of, head of the head of the curve. Yeah. Um but like, yeah, there was so many like little things. And then like I don't know what it's like now, but the way the, the Melbourne Union was run is a lot of my friends who were there loved it and talked about how great it was. A lot of them weren't doing arts courses, they were doing like business or science. And the way right. they work is you have to do I think it was called like a like a breadth, no, something like that, where basically you've got to do a certain number of units across your three years in other schools to broaden your knowledge. So if you're in arts, do some science subjects or a mm-hmm. business subject or something like that. Now, if you're a medicine student, you can then do like creative writing, film, lit, history, all those things because yeah, they're part, of, that, they're yeah, part yeah, of arts. Yeah, yeah. If you're an art student, you've got to do subjects that you have – no interest in because why the fuck? Like I was doing a, there That's was some funny. interesting things. I was doing like, an, like a, a subject, like a physics subject about space, which was interesting. But in all the practical assessments, the tutor had to do my work because I hadn't done the requisite like maths and science stuff in high school to be able to achieve. And I'm oh, like, really? why the fuck are they making me do this? Yeah, yeah. I can't do like. That seems a bit, but couldn't you do like. And I look again. Because no, the arts is all of these. Well, okay, that's unless it. Unless you did like. Yeah, like I could have done like legal stuff or I could have done like business things. And there was probably like, if I had a look, there were probably things for me, but I hit that roadblock and immediately went, I fucking hate this. Um, And on top, I just, I think what happened was I had such a bad time that every little micro problem that sprung up, like just clustered. Now, of course. Yeah, I knew it. But, but, but again, like this book, finding this, like, Finding this book about halfway through, I was like, ah, oh, I don't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to write. And then reading this book, I remember reading it being like, oh, you can tell stories like this. Like you can you can write this. If, not, not me personally, but if you wanted to, th- there are different ways to tell stories than just these ways. And, yeah, yeah. And I was so like, it actually opened up your mind of what was possible. It, it really did. And I was like, it solidified for me that I was like, I'm wasting time and money and whatever I, because you know, by second year you can start doing more creative writing subjects. I was like, I don't want to do that. That's what I. That's what I want to do. So I, as in, like you, you would want to waste time doing some creative writing subjects. You just want to do creative. Well, that's writing. what I. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. why am I here when I could be doing storytelling full time? And so I didn't come back for the second semester. Put together a folio, applied, and then yeah, went to RMIT and had a much much better experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and you, you, yes, the expectations were appropriately set as well, and you were ready to go. Well, that's it. Like I went there. There was. The the people that were there, and this isn't sort of a dismissal of anything, but a lot of like the Melbourne, a lot of the people in the classes, they weren't necessarily bad people, but they just weren't my kind of people. A lot of them knew one another from school yep. in Melbourne. Like, oh, we all went to Carey Grammar or we all went to Wesley. And I was like- Very Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, right? Very Melbourne. I'm from Geelong. <laughs> I went to a public school in Geelong. I don't yeah. fucking know, like, what do you, I don't know worst. where any of these places are. <laughs> they already had like a lot of built-in things. And yeah, yeah. I had a few friends from my high school who were- Melbourne Uni, which was kind of nice, but mm. they were in different subjects and I didn't really see them a lot once we sort of started to get going. And when I got to RMIT, it was just a mixture of people. You, you did still have people yeah. who were from sort of Melbourne schools who knew one another, but then there was like- there, there It was were much more scattered and varied. Much, and stuff, much yeah. more scattered. International students, um, mature age students. So like I've got friends who were like, you know, students in their 40s, things like that. Oh, right. So it was just like a nice different bunch. Um, and mm. yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is- 
this is what I want to be. I'm, I'm a lot happier. And I'm still friends with people that I went to RMIT with. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I guess maybe because like obviously Melbourne's got the whole thing of being Melbourne. So like a lot of groups, I guess, structured to go towards it. So then they end up staying together. Well, that's it. And I mean, again, if for some people, it's the right choice. It just wasn't my right choice. And I think I went there because I thought that's what I should do. Mm. Because you're like, oh, no, that's... That's absolutely what you should do. You should you, you should go there because it's a good university. You've got the grades to go there. And hilariously, you know, I had all these grades. They didn't actually count for shit for RMIT because it was a folio-based submission. You just had to have completed year 12 or an equivalent. And I applied as a non-school leaver because I was like, I'd already done a year out of school. Like, so it didn't matter. Like, it was, it's nice. It yeah, was yeah. nice. It was just good. It was just good. The, the lack good of to, pressure. And, yeah, yeah. That's, um, but that's the good thing about Melbourne. You did the creative writing for it. So well, that's it. So the, the folio submission, you had to like submit like four or five pieces. Three of the pieces that I submitted as part of my folio were pieces that I wrote for assignments while I was um, studying. Like it. short stories sort of stuff? Yeah. So a couple of short stories, a poem. Yeah, one thing that was very funny that happened to me early on when I was like studying writing and writing bits and pieces is we used to they used to do like anthology into the year. So I'd submit like these little short stories that I would write. They'd be like you know, hundred to two hundred words max. <clears throat> and I submitted one, and they were like, "Oh, this is really good." And then when we were they were talking about like editing it and typesetting it for the anthology for this is like first year or second year uni, they were like, "Oh, we really like your poetry." And I was like, "Ah, I didn't know I was writing poetry. That's cool." What do you mean <laughs> you didn't know? Well, like I I I just didn't know like that was the. The form, I guess. I just, I, I always saw them as like little short stories with fuck all punctuation. <laughs> but it was still like, it's got a rhythm to it. Did you have any? Well, like yeah. I, I mean, I, I write dumbly. Like, I remember like when I've submitted things with like friends. Um, so Sean and a couple of other guys that I know who I met at another university later on who do stuff for Sans Pants, we put together like a anthology of like four horror stories that we wrote each around the seasons. And I remember when I sent mine to That's um, Stephen King. How very, very Stephen King. Um, sent mine to Damo, who was part of Scaredy Boys, who was sort of proofreading it and doing the, the editing and formatting and what have I sent it to him and he just wrote back. He's like, what the fuck have you done? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's no like, sorry, like, you know, you know you're supposed to indent and paragraph. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. there it all is. Like, just like stream of consciousness. Yeah, sometimes. And like, you know, I, I, I just like, yeah, so it. Becomes a bit lyric. Maybe you that's any more postmodern. <laughs> maybe that's why I love this book know, so much. Is because it's just like like there's there's whole chunks in If On a Winter's Night where he uh, you go to a publishing house to like try to track down a translator of a book, and you're reading these letters, and it just literally cuts between your thought processes and then the excerpts in the letters with like the only thing that differentiate that is like ellipses. So if you're not paying attention, you're like, wait, I'm in a jungle. Oh no, I'm the translator now. Yeah. And then it goes back to you reading like, so yeah, maybe fuck. That's a wanky thing. Yeah. I'm very postmodern, but I think, I, I think anyone who's writing now is postmodern, right? Cause the modern modernists, they're all done. Now we're post postmodern now. Oh, Postmodern's so old. It's like 50 years old. Well, that's what I mean. So we're at least, by a minimum, we're at least postmodern. <laughs> <laughs> Very postmodern. Yeah, yeah, we're post-postmodern. Yeah, yeah. We'll come all the way back around to pre-modern. <laughs> Post-pre-modern. Post-pre-modern. Post. That's just modern then. <laughs> Post-pre-modern is just modern. It is. Also postmodern though, technically, if you want to go. Uh, true. But yeah, I um yeah, I, I guess that was a thing that my writing reading this was like, oh, you can write in in interesting ways. I like stories that can do something with the form interest me. Mm-hmm. So some of those ones on that list are just like great stories. Uh, so that that House of Leaves one, the form of that book, there are entire chapters that are just footnotes. There's things we got to like turn the book around to read like prose in a circle. Like there's bits where it's just like the shape of a bull on a page. Oh, right. and you've got to re- like it's, okay. it's really beautifully designed. Yeah, yeah. This does that as well, where it plays with the form 
Um, there's another one, a book I read recently called Horror Store, which is a haunted house story set in an Ikea. And the book is set out like an Ikea catalog. And as things get more fucked, the items go from like scorn, a stool, to like clerg and flerg, a knife. <laughs> so, yeah, things that- th- You really like this deconstruction, yeah, meta stuff. Well, to an extent, like there's some stuff like I, I sometimes I just love a book that's just a book. Sometimes things that, you want a horror idea oh, kind of things like. that play with form. There's an, another book I've read where I can't remember the name of it, but there's a point in it where this guy is trying to track down a cursed book and he finds another book and he starts reading it and it poisons him. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And what happens is as, you're, as he gets poisoned, you then turn the page, and for, the, for five pages, it just says you have been poisoned over and over and over again until it goes to a black, like two black yeah. block pages. And then you turn back and he's woken up again. Like, I love that kind of shit. Yeah, so reading that made me realise that you can tell stories in a different way, you can write stories in a different way, you can read stories in a different way. And I think, because, like, I mean, you could just read just the one chapter of If on a Winter's Night of the, of the fake stories, mm. and they're really good. Like, each one of them is really interesting. So they, it actually hooks you. Yeah, you well, want to that, keep that's reading. The problem is they hook you and then they end. The whole way through, like, at no point do you get any sort of closure. Which is cheating those logs. I'd say you do creative writing. Yes. The start is always going to be the most exciting, interesting part. In to, a way. To, to be fair, like, well, that's the idea. Is that the start's got to hook you in somehow. But I think, like, they literally have a point because you think, oh, they only just show the start. But the actual narrative is you going on this quest all around the world to try to find this book. And there's a section towards the end where you end up in a library talking to other other readers that they're just like a numbered, like the fourth reader, the sixth reader, that kind of thing. And you talk about how like it doesn't matter that they're just the beginnings because they're kind of complete in and of themselves and isn't the experience of reading, creating, you know, a world on your own. And you've you've done that by exploring. So it's kind of kind of that's the other reason I love it is because I've never read a book that perfectly captures what I think reading is like this. In like what way? Well, just the way you have to be in some books require you to be in the right mindset. And this book's like, yeah, you need to be comfortable for this. But some books is like quickly just read this on the train before it closes. And like the idea of, of reading as a hero is kind of it's nice to me. The boy who loves libraries. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking my language. Yeah. It's making me fall in love with someone. It's yeah. saying I'm great. It's, I'm, I'm the main character. I'm the main. Wow. <laughs> no, but that's it. Like, you, on one hand, yes, it, you could be like, oh, it's a bit of a cop out. But the detail and the way that each of those first chapters connects, like, they're all similar. And even the first chapters, like, talk about, like, they're quite meta. Some of them are like, you know, if this story was like another story, it would start like this. And there's a thing that's like set at night at a, at a train station, the very first chapter. And it talks about how like the following paragraph is enshrouded in fog. Like, so it is constantly doing stuff like that. So, you know, there's, it's not lazy. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, saying, I wasn't saying lazy. I was saying as in like, in terms of, uh, and this is actually me asking your creative writing probably skills here, but I would say of each part of a book, having a start that hooks you oh. is probably the easiest part of writing because just in terms of like, because you could just have a million. It's it's just you know what it is, and it's gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna hate saying this, but it's is this J.J. Abrams bloody Star Wars magic box mystery box thing where it's like, well, I just got to say a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in, you, and your brain is gonna be like, oh, this could go there and there and there, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then you're just so you, you you give it more credit than it deserves at the start. There's no pressure on it, so you can be extra exciting because there's no there's no stakes in terms of it's not gonna go anywhere. You don't have to prove anything. Not and true. That's. And I'm not saying it's it's still you can have plenty of bad starts. I'm just saying, as in like yeah, I, I like I think it was more of an offhanded comment. Yeah. And I've now been forced to defend <laughs> by good. bringing up my most hated bloody trick that uh, don't get me to don't get in, don't get you onto JJ Abrams. Uh, Star Wars Force Awakens, garbage. But anyways, this isn't a movie podcast. No, it's no. This is a book. What are you doing, man? Bringing up movies? No, 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 that's it. That's anyway, the novelization of Force yeah. Awakens. Is, no, <laughs> yeah, no, but the uh, but that's that's all I meant when I was saying the start is yeah. like you you you've you got unlimited potential. And actually, that probably ties into what you're saying though, because you're saying the readers you get to sit there and imagine where it could go and yep. create this whole universe of yourself. And I guess that and, and that's I guess another plus to a start is everyone can do that in their own way. So yeah. There's no pressure of actually pulling through with any specific version of it. Well, that's it. There's there's kind of like you can feel it in yourself and I guess create the thing yourself. But at the same time, I think to create a bunch of like like to have an opening that hooks you in is tr- is on one hand, yeah, it's easy because then you can just like do whatever and then work out what you're going to do later. Mm. But it's also tricky because you've got to write an end, an opening that hooks someone in, but that also hasn't been done a billion times. There's that whole thing of starting a story what they call, I've done another term for it now. It's like a Latin term. Basically it means like in the middle of like action. So like it just opens with like someone getting shot in the head and then yeah. the rest of the book goes back and then about halfway through the book you catch up to that point where that person gets shot in the head and then it continues on. Oh, do people, like, that, sound, that sounds like such a cop out in some ways. It, I mean, it is like there's, there's interesting ways to, like um, the social network starts off like that where he's already in the court case yeah, I was going to classic movie technique. technique. Yeah. Very classic movie technique because uh, the slow build they want to get to to make it exciting. I just with reading, I don't know, I've kind of pictured that happening as much. It I mean with time it, yeah, skip It forward. does a bit like where you you'll get like a prologue that like takes place at the end of the book and you're recounting how someone got to where they are or like someone's in uh, prison so and they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. How did you tell us about why you're in prison? He's like, well, to tell you I'm in prison, I'm going to have to tell you about my best friend, Johnny Rascal. And then it goes like the first chapter is about Johnny Rascal. And um, there's, a, there's another one of those other books. I want to read list. some of your creative writing. <laughs> there's there's a, better be a Johnny Rascal. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Rascal. Everyone's favorite antihero. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's another book on that list of 10 called John Dies at the End. Um, which I really want to read that because I've heard it's... Literally the opening line is, John dies at the start. <laughs> It's like just a heads up. John doesn't die at the end. He dies like in two pages. It's totally ruined. <laughs> it's literally the first page, mate. Yeah, but you've, this one's impacting me personally. I think actually, 
on the blurb, it's like John doesn't die at the end; he dies in the first. Two yeah, that's <laughs> it's really good. Um, that's the guy, right? David Wong, the guy that does Cracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's written that. I've written, read a lot of his stuff, but is it? But that, John dies at the end is one you'd recommend. John dies at the end. I would strongly recommend. It's really good. And you there's like a you. sequel to this book is full to it called This Book Is Full of Spiders. Um, and then there's a third one to that called What the Hell Did I Just Read? You, it's. I'm loving out on brand all the books you're talking about. Are. <laughs> I guess in, in terms of what you like. I mean, it's it's kind of like that thing where like uh, Spotify is like, hey, here's some music you should listen to, and you listen to, it and you're like, all these songs sound the same. Oh, I have a problem. Uh, yeah, I I like. I'll read anything, but I like I like what I like. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I I probably haven't gone down this rabbit hole. Like I've done a bit of like the postmodern sort of stuff and all that, like all, all this uh, more meta deconstruction stuff. Yeah. But it's always alongside, like it's occasionally. And yeah. And I go back to my classic stuff. I just read Dracula, 1897. Oh. Fantastic. Highly recommend. It's so good. All right, Bram, let's check it in. Check him Man, out. It's so, so good. Have you read, have you, I've Bram never, Dracula. I've never read Dracula. It. No, I've read, I remember I was doing something where I was like, I'm going to read all those like, Class, yeah. Like things, and you just get tired after a while. I remember, no, like this is this is this is riveting. All right, it's entertaining as all heck. Oh. I did listen to the audiobook for it, though. It's my first ever audiobook. Oh, I broke the seal. Yeah. I've I've never done an audiobook, and yeah, I hadn't until I just started. I, I think I'd like to, but it depends like who's reading it. But also, this is why I I had a Kindle for like five seconds, and I really struggle. Not because I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I like the tactile. It's because I like to see how far into a book I am. Like physics, and some people are like, oh, you, yeah, but you can see the percentage at the bottom of a Kindle. So cold, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Seventy-five <laughs> percent doesn't. If I'm reading a book and I'm like, oh, this is kind of slowing down a bit, and I look and I've only got a little bit to go, I'm like, all right, some some big's gonna happen. Yeah, like I know what what sort that of coming. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I like to be able to gauge how far in I am. And a Kindle just, I I feel lost. Like I I read two books on there, and I enjoyed both of them, but just felt like I was like, I don't know how far in I'm in these books. It's yeah. killing me. So yeah, I like the physical things, but uh, I mean, do you not understand percentages? <laughs> math again. We just established I had did, to do. Yeah. I had to have a tutor to teach me math. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no, an arts boy. I definitely know. Yeah, I can tell totally. That's a uh, no. I definitely like the feel of the when you can see how far it is. Just being able to flick. Oh, how far at the end of the chapter and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just cool. So I can check. Nicer. All right, I'll finish the chapter and then I'll go to bed. Like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. You can set like little targets for yourself. But yeah. uh, no, I'll have to. I have to read Dracula. There's, it's it's yeah, it's, it's written in a weird way. It's as well. Funny well, enough, there's diary entries it's in there. Purely diary and letters. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's no, no, no plot line of an independent narrator. It's oh, see, just, I like that shit. Yeah, so it's literally just I did this today. So a lot of the entries are like, <laughs> I better write this down before I forget. Like they do that just to forget. <laughs> I can't believe this happened. Ugh. Dear diary, a man turned into a bat. <laughs> yeah, so I had to put this down just to keep my head level. Like as he does that a yeah. bit. But so good, so good. But anyway, that's that's. So yeah, I haven't done the postmodern ish stuff as much in terms of that. So, so I'm. I'm I'm actually writing down what you're saying here as we go to the House of Leaves and John dies at the end I've got in the list there. Oh, well, that's good. But, uh, okay, did you always like that? I guess, okay, there's a few ways I can ask this question. Okay. Firstly, did you yep. always, did you go from like, because you read so much, you were like, I just want to see something new? Or have you always found yourself kind of like, you just like something a bit more um, like, wacky? <laughs> uh, that's a, like I've read, like I've, I've read a lot. I'd love reading and I've read heaps since I was a kid. Like, I'm a being in grade six and my primary school got John Marsden's Tomorrow When the War Began series. Um, and you couldn't just read them because obviously they're a bit more adult and there's some sort of heavy themes in them. But if you got like a permission thing, so you had to get a permission from your parent plus like your teacher had to be like, yes, this person. What? 
Yeah, it was a Catholic primary school, okay? <laughs> but basically, because there were like adult themes in the books, they didn't just want, you know, anyone reading them in case it fucked a kid up or something. Because, you know, they're, they're pretty graphic. Yeah, there's yeah. sex and they them. get pretty dark. In they get pretty dark. Yeah. And like, I, I have a memory of, you know, my the librarian got them in and like pulled me aside because I was borrowing books all the time, pulled me aside. And she's like, get your teacher and your, your mum to give you permission to read these. And I was like, okay, because sure, why not? Got the note from the teacher to say that, yep, Thomas can read. <laughs> Good. And then, like, got the mission from my mum. So then I devoured them and I loved them. And I've always, I've always like, had those things. Like, I remember being then in, like, the eight or something. We all had to – there was, like, four books. And the only teacher was like, right, one of these four books you've got to pick to read um, and then write a report on. And, you know, this is going to get you to learn how to read these books. I'd already read the four books that were options. So I had to be like to my teacher, I've read these four. Mm. What do you want me to do? And she was like – I don't think you've read these four books. So I wrote a report on all four and gave it to her. And I was like, I've read all four. <laughs> so then I got to read my own book and write a thing on it. What a nerdy flex. But yeah. Right. Yeah, look, I've, I'm a big old nerdy. loves reading books. But yeah, so I guess to, to circle back to what you were saying, I don't necessarily, I think it's a combination of I've read a lot and I don't get bored with reading like your standard narratives. I love, as, as I said, I love if it's, if it's just like a if here is a story. Yeah. There's not a lot of meta stuff. It's just a really entertaining story. Interesting story. I'll, I will still read that, and that's fantastic. But I guess because I have read a lot, and I am fuck saying well read is such a fucking dumb fucking asshole thing to say. I don't want to say that because I've read a lot and I love books. <laughs> we'll go with that. Quite um, well read. <laughs> yeah, well read. What I'm a fucking literary. douchey yeah, thing yeah. to say. Can't believe that came to my head. I think you, I think you're allowed to say it. I, I I would consider myself reasonably well read. Yeah. But that's why you say it like that. And yeah, that I, I reckon I'm pretty well read. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. reasonably. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not like saying it's. <laughs> well, I've read every book in the world. Know, there's a lot of books that I haven't read. I've read most of them, though. Uh, <laughs> just, the, just the important ones. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think there's a degree of that. If I can, like, if something new and interesting out. stands out, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So if I see something that I'm like, oh, that's got a cool thing that I've not seen done before. Um, I remember there was a book that I was like, I saw uh, recently. It's called the, called Milkman. Um, can't remember the author. Uh, I've, I've, I read it though. I can't remember her name, um, but she's Irish and the book's set in like, well, you don't know what, this is the thing, right? So this book does this great thing. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I flicked to the first page and I read the first page and I realized that they were playing with like, so no characters are named and they do not tell you where the book is set. It's just right. assumed that you know. So the characters are all like elder sister, middle brother, middle brother's girlfriend, middle okay. brother's best friend, my old best friend who's friends with this person. Sounds like you'd be loving that. I did. I loved it. It was hard to get through, but I was like, oh, this is really good. So, yeah, I think if, if because I've read a lot, if something catches my eye or does something a little bit different, I'm 100% on board. But I also just love weird ways to tell stories. And that's even in like movies and in video games. Like I've got friends who be like, will just send me a trailer for a movie or a video game or a movie TV show and be like, this is your shit. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is my shit. I just love things that I guess play with genre, play with tropes, play with characters and, but play with them well. There's nothing worse when you read something where someone's like, Oh, I'm going to like play with like the perspective of this character. And you're like, yeah, but this sucks. Yeah. I don't – one of my pet hates is where, like, they go, oh, I'm going to play with, like, an unreliable narrator. And it's like, that's fair, but don't fucking lie to me. Don't have them obscure information from me that – like, um, it's a really weird point and I'm – I'm loving it. It's on a weird tangent. But, like, heist films, right, or a film with a twist in it. Yeah. If a character is pretending to be someone and we see them alone, 
and they are still pretending to be someone, that's just for the audience's benefit, which is bullshit because we don't exist. If I'm yeah. reading a book and the same thing happens, that sucks. Don't yeah. lie to me. Don't lie to my don't lie to me. Obscure things, hide facts, bury things, do whatever you can to like just don't make be lazy. But don't lie to me. Yeah. You know? I'll, 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 don't don't <laughs> lie to me. Hey. What happened to you when you were <laughs> 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 Don't lie to me. <laughs> Yeah, learning about Santa Claus fucking fucked me up. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> did some issues. Yeah, but so yeah, because okay, you so you're saying even in movies and video games, do you have a bit of yourself which is like a bit contrarian, maybe that likes to be a bit like counter countercultural, um, a little bit like oh, you guys like what kind of music do you like? Well, now here's the thing: I like a lot of dumb shit. Like my taste in music is it, again, it sounds douchey and it does sound like I'm about to be contrarian. But when I was in high school. And going like a lot of people around me were going through like an emo phase, like my chemical romance, all that stuff. I had discovered Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. <laughs> so like all these guys listen to the Black Parade, and I'm like, ooh, uh, the sunny side of the street, yeah. Like this isn't helping your point. I got to be honest. <laughs> well, but it wasn't. But, it, is but great. It, it wasn't me being contrarian. It was just I like what I like. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm I love a trend. You know, I was when Harry Potter came out. I was all into Harry Potter. When you know, like a big book or movie franchise came out, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm yeah. all in on that. So it's not that I'm contrarian or like, well, you know, I read things that you've never heard of because I don't. I also I read all the fucking Twilight books. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Commitment. I Here's a bit of contrarian though. I read them before they will be. <laughs> no. but um, I read them before the movies? <laughs> well, I, I read the first one before it was like, it had, like no one had read it. I'd read it and I was talking to my friend. I'm like, this is, book's really weird. Like it's kind of interesting. It's kind of strange though. I don't know if I like it. And he, and he read it. And then like a few months later, it had exploded. And I like messaged him and I was like, dude, it's the book we read. Everyone's talking about it. We were cool for a bit. Were you? <laughs> no. But that's what I mean. Like I'm not, I'm not like, oh, that's, that's, that's mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you did have to mention that you'd read it for. Well, yeah, you know, I just had to get my little. <laughs> just throw that in there. Just, you know, but other stuff, like I, I wasn't like an early adopter of things. Like I'm not, I don't see myself as being a trend setter or a yeah, trendy yeah. person who's ahead or of things. Or trying to be different or what it's just, you're just doing your own thing. I'm just kind of, yeah, it sounds, and- sounds really wanky, but I just, yeah, I find the things that I like and I, 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 I like them. And if they're not, if they're super popular, I don't care if they're super popular. I'm not one of those people who gets like, listens to triple J. And then when a band I like is then on like Fox FM, I'm not like, Oh, they've sold out. It's like, no, that's the fucking point. You dickhead. Like, you want an indie band that no one's ever heard of. You want you want them to get an audience. If, if I have a book that no one's read, I want everyone to know about it so everyone can read it and enjoy it the way I enjoyed it. So yes, like as in I agree, I'm not trying to say that. But, yeah, the, no, but, no. but one one layer to that I've discovered. Yes. And I found it, uh, I was a huge Game of Thrones fan before the show came out. Yep. yep. Like, I was well, those books have been around for a million years. Yeah, yeah, I was reading them back in school. Never read them. Yeah, that's fair. I have They're no desire br- to. Brilliant. Weird. Brilliant. <laughs> like when it first came out as a book, it was Hugely fascinating because, like, it, it basically deconstructed all the fantasy tropes that had become just fully regular. Yeah. And he just went and barged in and just destroyed them and changed everything for fantasy, basically. Yeah. So it was a huge deal for the genre, at least from my understanding. So the first time I read it, I was like, oh, my God, the, all these cliches. I didn't even know were cliches because I wasn't, like, a creative writer. No, no, yeah. I just got used to how fantasy books work. I read this and I was like, fuck. So it, like, blew my mind. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe – unconsciously expected it to go this way and it, you went that way and it's yeah. like, oh, now you've just revealed to me the cliche itself by doing the opposite as well. So it was like a huge experience. So it was a really big deal like as in from that point of view. And then the shows came out and they were great. Yeah. Um, to, to a point. 
Two points. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've pointed out very. I can talk about it all day. Both it's good and bad. I'm a neutral yeah. person in that yeah. sense. <laughs> like hey, look. All we know is they shit the bed real bad for a TV show that they then got fired from. So <laughs> they did. They were, yeah, they were so bad. But um, the the thing about popularity. Yeah. It's. When someone you don't like likes what you like, yeah, it ruins it. It <laughs> a little bit. It, yeah, when when you yeah, look, I I will concede that. Yeah, I will concede so when you someone issue. you don't like, it's like, oh yeah, I love that, and you're like, oh, do you? Oh, no, you're a piece of shit sure, though. You know, like, like if I found out like Donald Trump loved on If on a Winter's Night, I'd be like, you didn't fucking read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You didn't understand that book. Yeah, you didn't get it. You don't under- yeah. you, You're not the reader. I'm the reader. <laughs> He's like, I just love how I'm the reader of the book and I go around the world. You're like, no. Uh, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I will concede that. But yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't call me a counterculture revolutionary by any I, stretch. I know, but uh, not, not, not intentionally anyway, but it happens no. by accident. But it's yeah, just- it does. It does happen by accident. But like, you know, I love a fucking, I fucking love Fast and the Furious. Yeah. You know, I love watching the rock in movies. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, nah. fuck yeah, give me a weird Japanese horror film with that no one's ever seen. I'm up for that. I guess that, that's the point I'm making is that I don't pigeonhole myself being like, oh, it's mainstream. I love mainstream stuff just as much. Like I, I love a good popular fiction book as much as I love a yeah, quirky, yeah. weird literary story. So uh, you also do the creative writing, right? Yes. Well, you, you <clears throat> still do that? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still writing stuff. Um, yeah. All right, how, uh, fairly frequently ish. Uh, yeah, well, like you know, I'm always always working on something that whether or not anything comes of it. But I've you know I've written um, a couple of plays, I've written a musical, um, I've written just some short stories and anthology stories and things like that across the time. No way. Yeah, that's a that's a decent. Uh, at least you have got something going on with that stuff. Well, yeah, it's like it's it is what it is. It's not you know I'm not making millions of dollars. I'm just like hustling away. I'm always working on a novel because that's what you do. Oh yeah. Um, is it one specific one you're working on? No, it's like seventy. So <laughs> it's very this. It's very if on a winter's night. Yeah, yeah. I've got some great first chapters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's all he was doing. He's like, shit. Man, I've got some really good chapters. Yeah. I told my editor I'd have that book to him by March. Yeah, he's like, it's now May. them all together. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is the greatest thing anyone's ever written. That is genius progressive indecision. Hey, that's it. That's it. Oh, he's, he's so powerful. Yeah, I guess like it's interesting because like obviously when you face you, – I'm, I'm guessing Italica Calvino as well, like – is informed by everything he's done before. It's yeah. so interesting when you go outside of the regular move of story because it becomes you're just so aware of what you're doing almost. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this thing, which is going to be a bit weird. Um, I don't know. It just seems like an interesting angle. Like, have you tried stuff like that when you I've, write? Yeah, sometimes I've, do I've you tried. Know you're try- like, in, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think if you're going to do something meta, you need to what. You need to know you're doing it because it's meta. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to be a bit meta textual or a bit, you know, meta what language or whatever, like having sort of knowing winks to things. If you're doing that, like you need to know you're doing that. And I've I've like done a little bit of that. I haven't done a heap of that um, because I think I don't think I'm ready for that. I think you need to. It's that whole old adage of you've got to know the rules before you can break yeah. them. And, you know, there are some people who their first thing they did was, like, really out there and bizarre. It's like, oh, well, that's an exception. Yeah. That's not the rule. You know, you've got to, you've got to hone your skills before you can start. Not, every, not, not everyone's going to have a memento be their first, you know, story that they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not everyone's going to be able to do that. So I, I think I've done, a, I've done a little bit of playing around with, with those kind of things. I like, like, 
to dip my toe into my favorite thing is taking tropes, you know, be like that cliche thing of George R. R. Martin where he saw fantasy as a thing and was like, hey, what if there wasn't a chosen one and everything was just fucked? Mm-hmm. Um, doing that thing of like taking a, a trope of um, here's a thing that everybody knows about and you read about and what if we just like pivoted it slightly and it was all of a sudden a completely different yeah. thing. Just going that direction. I, 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 I see. I'm saying that I like it, but the thing is, I don't. Th- you can't just casually stroll into some genre and do that, though. Like, as in, he's no, you've got very to know much you've, a fantasy. Yeah, you've got to like, know what you're doing in and out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've like, got to know the rules. Like, you look at again. And I know this is a book, and I'm about to talk about a movie, but you look at someone like Wes Craven, right? So he does Nightmare on Elm Street, a lot of horror stuff, and then he makes Scream. He's able to make Scream because he knows all of the conventions of horror movies because mm. he's done them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So he's like, oh no, I can, and 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 like. It's not just like he doesn't just know it because anyone can know it if you read enough, like yeah, yeah. everything on. It, but he also loves it. Yes, like, in, and that's what. That's of, it. You, you've got it. You can't. You can't try to bend a genre or manipulate something like that unless you care about it. And yeah. that's what I think I mean by lying to the audience. Don't don't trick them into thinking you give a shit because we'll know. And yeah, yeah. And that's actually <laughs> okay. just because it's the most telling obvious but again we're going back to movies but it's just because they're so much easier to kind of point out and yeah. more unified but ryan johnson in star wars in last jedi i would argue that that is the mistake that's made that it, even though he's subverting it and that's great the reason that it's not 10 out of 10 for me is that it's not informed by a love of the genre itself oh. it is someone strolling in and saying i want to tear this apart but it's not someone who's strolling in who's saying i love this whole franchise and i'm going to tear it apart and I think that's because I'm pretty sure that's what he said himself says in it. Yeah, I mean, so, look, and I think that's the issue with it. We'll probably disagree because I fucking love the Last Jedi for all the reasons that you probably hate it. <laughs> no, no, because I, I like all the tearing apart. But I'm just saying, is that's that's what would stop me from saying you can tell when someone's coming in and subverting from a place of love, and someone's yep. coming in because they want to subvert for the sake, and which is fine to try to do something different for the sake of doing something. I get that, but it's like that's that will sometimes mean something might be a. Six or seven out of ten instead of a ten out of ten. Even though I still respect it for trying to subvert things. Fair enough. I can tell that you're kind of. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> you're making I, faces at I me. think Ryan Johnson loves Star Wars. Well, not Star Wars, but storytelling and film. So I think, and yeah, because hey, putting it out there, J.J. Abrams loves Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm he not, did a yeah, yeah. shit house okay. job. Hey, we're not <laughs> talking about most, Star Wars. This is the most Star Wars stuff we've ever done. Yeah. I'm so sorry, George. I'm so sorry. If on Winter's Night a Traveler. Yes. This is how we got to do it. Um, this is very like the book. I just keep taking us on other journeys and you're trying to get us back. And I'm like, oh, yes, we're back. Anyway, scream. <laughs> I know we've already started new topics. Short stories. Okay, no, back to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only going to get the start of an idea on this. You're gonna, you're, anyone listening to this is just going to get blue balls, but for ideas. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> we managed to do the book in the podcast. That's genius. It's very meta. I know. <laughs> I'm bad. It's very meta. No, but that's cool that you're still doing the creative writing stuff. And were you doing that uh, your whole life growing up? You always did writing? Um, I used to do like, well, because again, loved reading. That was always instilled in me. Like my mum is a massive reader. We're both massive readers. We swap books between us. Like I'll ring her and be like, I went to the library today. And she's like, oh, me too. And I was like, oh, it was really exciting. Like, you know, that kind of dumb, like nerdy thing of like, I'll read books that she's read. Even as kids, like, yeah, well, like we were reading Harry Potter together. We read Tomorrow and the War began like around the same time. So I always had that love of stories instilled in me. Mm. And then I got to um, high school and sort of was like doing Like I always loved like telling stories and bit of like creative writing exercises and stuff like that. But I remember being in year 12 um, and doing year 12 media. And for that project, we had to come up with a film. And I remember about halfway through my fourth idea for the film I was going to make, my media studies teacher, um, 
sat me down and was like, because I was like, oh, maybe I want to make movies. And he's like, you don't want to make movies. He's like, you've been putting off making a movie because you get to the end of the script and then you move on to the next one because the idea is done in your head. He's like, you want to write stories. You should look at writing as a, as a thing. And then I had oh, an right. English teacher say the same thing. She's like, in, in year 12, I think you had to do a thing. We had to respond to a text and there were three ways you had to do it. There was like a essay, a persuasive kind of piece or a creative piece. And every single English teacher in year 12 was like, don't write the creative piece. It's really subjective. It's hard to get good marks for it. I only wrote creative pieces mm. because I was like, no, this like I can do that. And she was like, you're really good at that. So I, I kind of, I think I had to, if I had to pinpoint it, <laughs> Weird choice from the teacher, but I yeah, guess. I mean, they, they were just trying to help because I think this is this was introduced like the year before I hit year twelve, so they were still trying to work out what the okay, fuck it right. was. Yeah, it is really hard. I mean, don't even get me started on that whole education system; it's fucked. But forcing people to read books and then they then they they learn to hate reading is I hate like. <laughs> but most people don't read, so I feel like that well, no, but most people get to, a lot of people I talked to got turned off reading because they were forced to read books they didn't like. But I, I see, uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to get them in. You've got to get them in with something they like. Yeah, I just, I just I don't know. I just you're up against a lot of competition in the flies with honey than vinegar, man. You know, so just find a book that's current and reflects not even everyone. current, just a book that they will like, yeah. and then get them to like the act of reading before you then throw Ulysses at them. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think ease them in with a couple of easy ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. In terms of why I wanted to, to write, I think I had sort of if I had to like peg sort of the influences on me being a writer and wanting to tell stories, it would be my mum introduced me to stories. Um, my dad encouraged me to do whatever I wanted. So that encouraged me to, you know, pursue that as a thing. And then I had my media studies teacher, Mr. Boyle was like, you should tell stories. All right. So then I, that's what I ended up doing. Oh, beautiful. Um, So yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's sort of like that, but that's probably the three, if I had a triangle of things that made me want to tell stories, it's probably that triangle. So like my, my dad will like, well, I'll, I'll ring my parents and like have a chat to him and he'll be like, how's, what, what, did you only write today? What'd you write about today? Like he gets him, oh, nice. he, he gets really into that. Nice. My brother gets very angry at me um, because I haven't written a book. He's okay. like, he, he, he like, he'll see an influencer has like released a self-help book and he'll just send me a message be like, what the fuck's your book, dickhead? Yeah. yeah. Look at this piece. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm on, working get there. on it. I'm, I'm working on it. I've written the first 30 pages of 20 books. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be incredible. It's on a winner's night too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that they would be called that potentially. All right, well, look, we'll keep that space open for that excited thing. All right, so one last thing I always ask at the end of every show. Um, do you feel like you've got any fresh perspective on if on a winter's night a traveler? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I I I've read it so many times, but I think talking about the things that I like has made me realize and it wasn't until you pointed out that yeah, I've read a lot of meta shit. And and then I didn't even think of why I would do that until you were like, is it because you've read a lot? And I was like, yeah, I think it is. So I guess that's given me a new perspective of I like what I like and people know that I like what I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's wrong with yeah, that? Yeah, I think, I think it has given me a It's a no pressure. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I'll, I'll read it again and I'll let you know when okay. I find my copy unless I've given it away to somebody. Perfect. All right, sounds good. Well, thanks very much for being on. HT, you want to give a little plug to whatever shows you got or whatever? Um, yeah, look, if you want to hear me actually talk about movies, uh, you can listen to Scaredy Boys, which is a weekly podcast with Sean, who I believe has been on this show before, mm-hmm. and uh, Damo, who's from Movie Maintenance, when that was on, um, where we watch horror movies and then talk about how terrified we were and whether or not we would survive, and the answer is usually no. Um, and if you like footy, you can listen to How Good's Footy. And, you know, that's it, really. Perfect. All right, thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks, man. Cheers.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com.